welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So today, just a quick update, uh, we are going to do a review of Diet Starts Tomorrow, uh, but just a, a quick update on my own little health journey here. So the last podcast, I reported that I had been alcohol-free for 10 days and that I was, you know, I'd eaten a lot of whole foods. I was down a couple pounds, feeling good. I was just about to go to an event where I was going to have a few cocktails. I ended up having many, many, many cocktails. And, you know, the bad thing about drinking too much is you lose things like your phone. So yeah. So I managed to, I mean, I had a great time that night. We had a blast. It was open bar because my friend had gotten us, you know, VIP tickets to this Barrett Jackson show in Scottsdale. And so we were, you know, the drinks were flowing. I did manage to mainly eat whole foods, except actually now that I'm remembering, I did eat a little bit of um, mac and cheese, which I, I just needed some coating. I knew that my stomach needed some carbs in it to suck up some of the alcohol. And then I briefly, vaguely remember at the very end of the night, I mean, they had all these desserts and I stayed away from them the entire time and then ended up taking a couple of napkins and wrapping up like 10 cookies and just shoving them into my purse like a crazy person. So yeah, that was me. I, my, I remember my friends looking at me, laughing at me, wondering what the hell I was doing by hoarding food. Clearly, I wanted some sweets and wanted to privately eat them in the bathroom later. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so we ended up going to another bar after that event and meeting our friends and I left the, I left my phone in the lift. That is the worst feeling is waking up at 5 a.m., hungover, can't find your phone, you're tearing everything apart. So just another lovely reason why you should probably stay away from alcohol or at least limit your consumption when you do drink. So that's, I do get myself into a little bit of trouble when I go alcohol free for an extended period of time. The last time that I did that, I was a month alcohol free and then ended up going to watch the Super Bowl out. And, uh, I'm surprised I survived that night. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. So, but on a positive note, I have, uh, maintained healthy eating for the most part. I mean, I haven't been perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to eat more whole foods So I was extremely proud of myself that the next day I, after binge drinking like that, I did not binge eat all day. I wanted to, of course. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't eat crap. I didn't eat pizza. I wanted to order pizza. I did not order pizza that next day, which was a Sunday. I did eat more than I normally would, but I stuck to, you know, some of the healthier foods that I had around the house. Like I made myself an egg sandwich on Ezekiel, like on Ezekiel English muffin, Granted, I had some butter, but it's better than eating like, you know, two large pizzas. Um, You know, and I had some, some of these like PF Chang's frozen, um, like uh, green beans and, you know, just some other stuff that was around. Definitely very carb heavy, but I, I was mainly eating whole foods that day. So, um, so I was, I was pretty happy. And then I went into the rest of the week. Uh, You know, if any of you follow me on Instagram, I'm, at the Diet Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. That's the show Instagram. Uh, You'll also see that I had a very, very stressful week. 
and I posted a picture of the pizza that I ate at 11 p.m. Here's the thing. So I last week I had, if any of you have one of those weeks where everything bad that could happen happens in a week, that was my week. I just, it was one crisis after another. And I'm very much an emotional eater. But what I've realized is that I I do emotionally eat and and definitely eat a lot more when I'm when I'm bored, when I'm when I have like low level stress that's not like urgent stress, but if I have like crisis type stress, I completely lose my appetite. I have massive anxiety, I have zero appetite, the thought of food makes me nauseous. And so that was me for quite a few days last week. Um the day that everything really kind of shit hit the fan, I was, uh, I was, I, I, I mean, I think it was like 4 PM. I finally drank down a protein shake just to get something in my stomach. And then that was the night that I had that pizza at 11 PM. Cause my boyfriend was, you know, was trying to support me any way that I can, that he could. I, I can't really talk much about it. It's just, it's like this crisis that happened with my other company. Um, and, but he's, you know, he's super supportive and, you know, he ended up getting, he hangs out with his friends every Thursday and ended up ordering pizza. So he ordered one for me, even though I told him I didn't want one. And so it was just there at 11 when I was ending my day and I'm like, okay, this, I'm going to eat some of this pizza. And it was good. And I didn't eat, beat myself up for it. I just, I needed something in my stomach. I knew I was going to have trouble sleeping that night. So I ate some pizza and I think it did help me sleep. And then, you know, I got up the next day and, and got back on track. So, so, you know, and, and anxiety, (laughs) high anxiety does lead to weight loss. I think that's the only positive thing that came out of last, out of last week is that I am down a few pounds. Um, so, and, and, you know, I had this because of how crazy everything was, I did have this moment where internally I'm like, should I just say fuck it? And, you know, drink a bottle of wine right now and order in like fried food and, and I, I, you know, I contemplated that for a second. I'm like, I can just comfort myself with anything right now. I can use alcohol to comfort myself. I can use food to comfort myself. I was going to like allow myself to do that. But then I thought, well, if I do that tomorrow, I'm literally going to wake up hungover. I'm going to wake up with more anxiety because I drank. I'm going to wake up feeling like shit. And so I, I consciously decided that I was not going to do that, that a a good stress relief for me is actually working out, walking. So I, you know, got on the treadmill, did some yoga, did some meditation. I mean, I, I am proud of myself for not just completely saying fuck it and just going completely hog wild. So, so anyway, so I'm now it's the weekend. I did have like two drinks yesterday. I just kept it to two. Yesterday was Friday. Uh, and I, we, I chose the bar that I wanted to go to cause everyone was like, where do we want to go? Where do we want to go? And I chose this bar because they have this cucumber flavored vodka. That's really good. And I just get it with soda water. So it's a very, very light, refreshing drink. Uh, and then, so I had two of those and they have this hummus board that is incredibly delicious. The hummus is really good and they put radishes and carrots and cucumbers and obviously delicious pita bread. But instead of the pita bread, I asked them to put more uh, veggies on it. And I had them put extra basil pesto on the side with a a grilled chicken breast. 
and it was very satisfying. It was delicious. Of course, I wanted the bread, but I didn't have the bread. So I was pretty, pretty proud of myself. And, and, and that was at like, I don't know, that was, that was like at five or six. And then at like 11 PM, I did end up having some of that, um, some of this mushroom shepherd's pie that I had made and a banana with some peanut butter on it. So, you know, I, I, I needed something that night to kind of coat my stomach so I could go to bed and I stuck to whole food. So I was happy about that. So today, I don't know, today I'll probably maybe have a couple drinks. Um, but you know, I, I definitely want to have balance. So if I'm going to drink, I'm also going to balance it with some healthier choices for food. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at, uh, you know, not trying to be perfect, but just trying to make better choices and eat more whole foods altogether and just in general cut down on my drinking. So, all right, so let's go now to a diet starts tomorrow review. And I've been really going kind of back in time and listening to old episodes and I still have a ton that I need to get to, but I'm actually going to do a current one. Uh, so this one, because I, I really like the topic. So this was a, a very recent Diet Starts Tomorrow that featured two registered dietitians, Tamar Samuels and Vanessa Rosetto. And they have a website and Instagram called Kulina Health. And basically, they help people with food issues, functional medicine. Um, th- I'm sorry, they, uh, one of them calls herself a, a functional medicine dietitian, which I thought was interesting because I know at, when I used to work in the fitness industry, we talked about functional training, which was basically, you know, working out in a way that in, in the way that you move every day. So, um, so that you function better in your everyday life. Uh, so I, I think that that's a really <clears throat> smart kind of the side of the nutrition world and the fitness world in general. Uh, so, so anyway, so, so it's, it run by Aileen. Aileen ran both episodes, uh, that featured these two dietitians or registered dietitians. And, um, and so Aileen was just asking them about their originating story, you know, how they met. Tamar was Vanessa's student and then they ended up joining forces so that they didn't have to work, you know, alone in private practice. And, you know, Aileen was asking, you know, what the difference is between what they do and what other people do. And they're very science-based. They're very into personalization, um, you know, and it's kind of what, what kind of aligned with this podcast. It's like, there's so much information out there, but it's like, what, what's right for me? Like, where's the balance in it all? There's all these extremes. There's the keto diet. There's the whole food diet. There's intuitive eating, right? There's so many different diets and, you know, you're not allowed to lose weight. You are allowed to lose weight. You're not allowed to talk about dieting. You are, it's, it's, it's very confusing. And so what they try to do is make it all about the science, focusing on, you know, what foods actually do to you nutritionally, and then working with the individual on, you know, what will work best for them, which I, which I think is really smart. She, they say that they, you know, kind of let the client lead. It's not one size fits all. And they take insurance. So they, they work from everyone from celebrities to people that are in housing projects, um, which I think is really, it's, it's great because I forget what I was watching, but there was a guy on TV that was talking about, it was a trainer and he went into a dollar store and was showing on Instagram what you could buy at, you know, the 99 cent store, dollar store, and still be eating whole foods and be able to maintain a level of nutrition. Uh, which was nice because it is more expensive to eat healthier. Um, and so, 
you know, so they were just talking about how the world is confused. You know, what goals are you allowed to have? What goals are you not allowed to have? Uh, and, and Aileen wanted to talk about the fact that on their website, they talk about that food is medicine. And she wanted them to kind of define what that means. And and so they elaborated on the fact that, you know, we're in the state where pe- there's some people that are like, eat whatever you want. And, you know, they, they just come from the standpoint, know what that's going to do to your body. You know, and it sounds like, um, and I, I, it's hard to tell which person was speaking at which time, but one of the uh, RDs talked about that her dad had died of a heart attack at 50. And she gets her blood tested all the time and really watches her levels. And she has this like lipid A that's very high at like a level of 129 when it's supposed to be much lower. And all that means is that she really watches what she eats. She focuses on eating a ton of fiber. She focuses on not eating too much salt. And while some people might judge her as restricting, she's very much focused on longevity and prevention. So again, you know, I'm obviously not an RD, but similar to what I've been kind of saying is that, you know, with my dad and his heart attack, I need to watch what I eat because I actually do need to go get my blood tested and see what my cholesterol levels are. Um, I do eat a lot of fiber, but I might have higher levels. I mean, I, this week I felt like I was going to have a heart attack because of all the stress I had. Um, but anyway, so, you know, so Aileen wanted a little bit more definition for, you know, how food can be medicine. And, you know, they continue to elaborate that everything we eat is truly meant to support a function in our body. Um, That food is not just fuel, that it actually supports health. And that, you know, they want to teach people to understand that and understand the way that their choices will affect the way that they feel. Um, You know, Aileen was told by a doctor recently that she should eat berries, not just because they have fiber, but because they are natural, you know, anti-inflammatory agents, that they have, um, you know, anti-inflammatory benefits, and that there's a lot of other foods that have those medicinal benefits where we should be, you know, more focused on that, you know, foods to add for the best health. And so, you know, the, the, the RDs were talking about, you know, eating more blueberries, eating more turmeric, that, you know, in, in India, there's very low Alzheimer's rates. And the thought behind that is that they eat more spices and more more foods that are natural anti-inflammatory agents. And, you know, Alzheimer's is being tied to neuroinflammation in the brain. And so, you know, they talked about that there's a lot of um, selenium and root vegetables and, and Brazil nuts. And, you know, that she focuses on eating a lot of omega-3s for her brain health because, you know, she had a child and that's really important after you have a child. Um you know, Aileen hates leafy greens, but they're also great for digestion. So knowing that, okay, it's not about weight loss, you know, to where you need to eat your leafy greens, that they're great for digestion. There's magnesium, so you're not constipated. Um, So again, so just food can be medicine because it can literally bring you the right kind of nutrients that your body needs for overall good health. Um, And that a lot, most people do need a combination of taking vitamins with their food because most people can't get enough, enough of the nutrients that they need in their food. So for example, people that live in, in states where there isn't a lot of sun, you know, you need to take vitamin D because you're probably not going to get enough through the sun or through food. Um, you know, but some people overdo it. You know, she talked about, 
uh, one of the RDs was talking about a woman that's on Instagram that's taking like a hundred pills a day and they're all supplements. And you know, that would never be me. I hate taking pills. I do take a vitamin D pill for hormonal balance and, um, you know, mood elevation, but personally, I'm, I'm not someone that likes to take a lot of supplements. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they're talking about how everything is so polarized, you know, intuitive eating versus calorie counting, you know, and they're really just trying to create that balance that, you know, that I talk about all the time. So, so I did, I, I really like these women. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're very focused on nutrition and overall health. Um, and so Aileen, Aileen asked, you know, what about if someone comes to you that has a history of disordered eating, you know, and they want to improve their relationship with food, you know, how do you help them? And, you know, they responded, one of them responded that, you know, you need to understand the person, you know, you need to understand their overall behaviors. Um, you know, if they had been inpatient with, with anorexia in the past where they were literally checked into a hospital because of severe anorexia, that's not their specialty. And they would refer them to somebody that had that specialty. Um, but they were also quick to point out that most people do have some sort of disordered eating behaviors, that 50 to 60% of the population has disordered eating. And, um, and so with that, you know, you are going to get some level of that, you know, the more, there are specialists for people that are more extreme, but that the people that are, you know, that other demographic of, of just having maybe some, some disordered eating that they need to work through, um, you know, it's, again, it's understanding where that person is at. Will, will weighing in help you or not, you know, or will it send you spiraling? You know, we at, at LA Weight Loss, we typically, the, the, the way that the program worked traditionally was people would weigh in three times a week. And the thought behind that was that was supposed to keep them accountable so that, you know, they wouldn't eat that cookie the night before their weigh in, um, again, just to keep them accountable and on track. But I, I remember a client that I had, she would only get on the scale once a week. And she's like, don't, she's like, I, I just, I can't, she goes, I know my body naturally fluctuates. And if I go up with a natural body fluctuation, which I know can happen, that will send me spiraling and I'll go off track, um, you know, because I saw that gain that probably wasn't even a gain. It was probably just a normal fluctuation. So, and that is smart. I mean, there's so much fluctuation that happens from day to day. Um, you really do need to wait at least a week if you are weighing yourselves to see true weight loss. And even sometimes, I mean, especially if you're along your weight loss journey and you've already lost a significant amount, it's going to take even longer sometimes for, for pounds to actually drop and show on the scale. Um, and your body is losing. It just sometimes it takes longer for it to show on the scale. So, you know, just understanding, listening to the person and responding appropriately is how they handle it. Um, Aileen then asked a question about, you know, organic versus not organic, you know, should you be eating? Is that really important? Um, and then they talked about, uh, you know, fruits that have a, a really thick skin where the pesticides most likely won't be able to penetrate that skin, like a pineapple or, you know, probably an avocado. Um, those you don't have to worry so much about eating organic, but that things like berries have been tied to cancer because they do absorb, or at least the pesticides are on the outside of berries. So if you're not buying organic berries, you need to have a good process for washing your fruit and making sure that you are not consuming pesticides. 
Um, I personally also, I do buy organic when I can and I, but I, I do follow that. I, I heard that a long time ago that if something has a thick skin that you don't have to get organic. So I sometimes don't buy organic avocados. Um, but definitely for the most part, like even when I'm buying frozen berries, I do buy organic. Um, and I usually mainly only get berries that are frozen because they go bad so fast. And I just like to put them in my shake and have a nice thick you know, icy, delicious shake. And so I like frozen berries for that. And I definitely go organic. Um, so then, uh, there's the question that was brought up, uh, about, you know, should you, or should you not eat it if you can't pronounce it that, you know, there's this, this thought that, you know, you look at the back of a package and there's all these chemicals basically in it of, of foods you've never heard of. Um, and that could be thickening agents or preservatives or whatever. And that's mainly in packaged foods, right? Um, with lots of preservatives. And the, here's where the, uh, Tamar and Vanessa kind of disagreed slightly. Um, you know, one of them came from the standpoint that, you know, don't ostracize a huge percentage of the population because if you try to be too restrictive and put all these rules down, it'll send them into the opposite direction. And, um, you know, it, but if 95% of what you are eating is packaged and processed, that's when you might want to change things. But if it's once a day, you know, if you're putting, you know, a, a bag of, of processed snack food into your mouth once a day and it has all of these chemicals on it, but you're only doing it, you know, 5% of that day, that's not going to be, you know, terrible for you. That's, that's balance, right? Eating something not so healthy, but also eating mostly whole foods or healthy foods, the rest of the day. And I'm sure that comes also from, you know, working with a population that maybe doesn't have access to, you know, healthy whole foods all the time. And, you know, where we all know like the, the, the wealth gap in this country and that people that are wealthier, they have access to personal chefs. They have access to all these other resources that underprivileged people don't have. So that's why I, I did like that guy that did that that thing on Instagram showing what you can actually get at the 99 cent store. Um, but I think to me, when they talked about this, the other RD talked about how it's just about, you know, again, finding that balance that, um, that, so that was, that was okay. So, so that was one of the RD's opinions was, you know, just not to be so, so, so restrictive. And the other RD did agree that, you know, as long as you're not doing it the majority of the time, that you're fine. To me, when they were talking about that topic, it sounded like harm reduction. You know, it's like taking the heroin addict that has been, you know, abusing heroin and a good alternative might be, you know, cannabis or something. You know, it's, it's finding those that less, that, that slightly better um, intake than what you're currently doing now. And, and can, it can lead to better health. You know, and that's what my, I wish my dad would do. You know, my dad was all fried food, you know, steak, pat of butter on each bite of bread. I mean, I, my sister and I used to talk about it all the time. We just wish he'd have some balance, like a little tiny bit of balance, you know, eat a healthy breakfast, eat a healthy lunch, and then eat whatever you want later, but just have some iota of balance. Uh, so that's, so I, I definitely, that resonates with me, what they're saying here. Um, and then, then, uh, Aileen asked, you know, combination or tips, uh, you know, food combinations, like, are there tips 
for if you should be eating like food, certain foods together. And uh, the Artie's talked about, so where, where food combinations can be important is where if you're just eating an apple. So if you're just eating a piece of fruit, uh, you might be hungry again really soon versus eating a, an apple that actually has peanut butter on it. Uh, and, and that fat and that protein in the peanut butter, in addition to, you know, combined with the apple or the banana, that's going to slow down the breakdown and slow down the spike in sugar in your body so that you stay full, fuller longer. Your body doesn't have that spike in sugar. Um, and it leads to overall more, you know, satiation, if that's a word. Um, but it slows down digestion. And, and so that's a good way to combine it. And I learned that a long time ago. Um, you know, that wasn't the only reason why I put peanut butter on my banana last night. I just liked the taste of it, but it's nice to know that it's also, you know, slows the, the digestion of that banana down, uh, and doesn't give me that spike. So, so they just talked about, you know, understanding that if you're snacking out of control, then your blood sugar most likely isn't regulated. And that's when you want to look at increasing your fiber, increasing your protein, you know, eating every three to four hours so that you don't have those, those times when you feel out of control because you're so starving. Um, and so, and so that's just, I mean, that's the way that I was always taught, you know, eating consistently throughout the day, eating protein throughout the day and, you know, small meals you know, I know that there's this whole intuitive, not intuitive, but um, intermittent fasting. And I was just listening to the Taylor Strecker show where Dr. Wider was talking about um, intuitive eating. And I, I'm sorry, I keep saying that, uh, not intuitive eating, but um, intermittent fasting. And, you know, so I guess there's like with intermittent fasting, there's three levels. There's like the eight hour, which is just a normal fast. There's the 12 hour and then there's the 16 hour. And 16 hours way too long for me, but I, I do find that naturally I pretty much always do do a 12 hour fast for the most part. So I'm kind of intermittent fasting without really trying to. So I guess that's a good thing. Um, but I, but when I do start eating, I'm eating basically typically every three to four hours. Um, and so, you know, so with her, with them, it's just about, you know, again, keeping your blood sugar regulated and that's, again, what we used to teach our weight loss clients. Um, and then Aileen asked, you know, what about people, you know, people with food issues that might get overwhelmed with all that stuff? She's like, you know, there's so many tips. There's so many tricks. You know, what about people that just completely get overwhelmed? What's an easy way for them to think about, think about all of this? Um, and so they just said, you know, look, don't get overwhelmed. Think about when you get hungry, you know, are you spiraling? You know, what, what led to that? Just start to notice your own patterns. You know, if you feel like you have an issue with food, analyze that. What is it? What is leading to that? Um, you know, take one step at a time. You know, they, they just talked about, they would never give all these tips out at once that obviously Aileen's asking a lot of different questions. So they're answering them. Um, but they start really small with clients. Like, you know, pick one thing to work on, whether it's tracking food or not tracking food or, you know, for, for busy people, you know, um, well then, then they change the subject to, oh, first of all, let me just say, I would never want to keep a food journal. We did used to ask our weight loss clients to keep a food journal and I would never, ever, ever want to do that. I have a couple times in my life tried to calorie count and it's, it's torture. It's no way to live. 
Uh, and yeah, no, thank you. I think it's important for some people. For me, that would never work. So that's why I do think the personalization is really important because I would be like, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Um, and they talked about a lot of their clients that are like, oh, I'm not doing that. I need, to, I need to, you need to find a way that I can lose this weight without uh, ever cooking at home. Like I just want to eat out every single time and they'll help people to do that. Um, so, so Aileen talked, asked about, you know, what about busy people that, you know, cause now she falls into this category where, you know, she has a child, you know, people, you know, so she's like, what about busy people that don't have, you know, who don't have necessarily huge food issues, but just need help fitting healthy eating into their lifestyle. Um, and so, and this was actually, again, like the, a very common thing that, that I would see in the way, and I was in the weight loss industry is that people were just busy. They just didn't take time for themselves to eat. And, you know, they would go all day without eating and then just pick up McDonald's or pick up, you know, really heavy takeout because, you know, they were starving. They just wanted to eat anything comforting after that. And, um, and so the dietitians were sharing just some really easy tips for having, you know, food in the house, like tortillas, you know, easy fruits you can grab, you know, stuff that you can put together in five minutes. Um, you know, they talked about how they'll make a grain, you know, a large pot of a grain in an Instapot or something twice a week. You know, she made a risotto that took seven minutes the other day and she added some kale. She, she might make quinoa later in the week and she'll just make a huge thing of it and people can just take from that and just warm it up. <clears throat> I actually am pretty good about doing stuff like that. I mean, these are the exact tips that we used to give our weight loss clients. Um, you know, pre-chopped veggies, throw it on a sheet pan with olive and garlic oil, um, or sorry, olive oil and garlic powder, you know, have it with a hard boiled egg and some ground turkey, you know, have some clean shrimp available, you know, throw it on a pan with some spices, maybe get wild and add some potatoes and some broccoli onto one pan. <clears throat> She's like, it doesn't have to be fancy. And, you know, that was, again, we used to tell our clients have nuts in the house. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I know that, that so I know my own tendency to get lazy too with, with food prep. So what I do is I actually follow a lot of these tips and I do get a lot of stuff at Trader Joe's. Um, they talked about a woman that is on Instagram that, you know, gets everything at Trader Joe's and puts together these great meals, great, easy meals. And, and that it is very easy to do that at Trader Joe's. Like, you know, I have a salad that I make that I'm in this habit of making all the time. That's really delicious. It's very satisfying. Um, I'll usually get salmon from Trader Joe's and, and cook two big pieces of it. And it's, it's so filling cause I'll put pesto on it. And I literally just have these two huge pieces of salmon in the refrigerator that'll just take little chunks off. And <clears throat> if I'm in a hurry, I might just warm up a piece of that salmon with some pesto on it and, and I'm out the door in the morning and it's just protein and fat that literally keeps me full for hours and it, and I didn't have to think about it. It was just in the refrigerator. Um, like right now I have a bunch of cucumbers chopped in there and I have, uh, celery to make celery juice. And I had made, so last, what was it? Last Thursday I made, maybe it was like Tuesday. I don't know. I made this, um, and I have posts of it on my Instagram, but I made, um, this huge contain, this huge pan of mushroom, um, mushroom shepherd's pie. And instead of putting like the butter and the cream in it, I put like roasted garlic and, um, and it's pretty healthy. I mean, it's, it's potato, it's mushroom in 
sauteed in mushroom concentrate and a little bit of olive oil with some chopped carrots in it, some thyme. Um, and so it's, it's all whole foods, it's mushrooms, it's potato and it's carrots and some onion, um, and other herbs. And it's a huge pan of it. I mean, I still have some leftover and it was so easy just to scoop some of that out and warm it up. And it was yummy and satisfying. And on a cold night, it was warm. And so I, I like to do stuff like that. Um, I have, sometimes I'll get a bunch of soups from Trader Joe's because the thing is, is if you do get hungry, you're going to want something easy. And when I go into the fridge, I want food that's either already made that I can warm up or it's something easy, like a Trader Joe's meal. And, you know, Trader Joe's has awesome salads that are all made together. They have, um, you know, like rice and chicken. They have just pure chicken breasts that you can get and microwave brown rice. I mean, I keep these again, Trader Joe's is like my, my jam, but, um, there are these brown rice packages that you can just like literally three minutes in the microwave. You have fluffy, delicious, perfect brown rice that you can put by beside a rotisserie chicken and have a little salad or some steamed broccoli or some, you know, again, they were talking about throw some broccoli on a sheet pan, make a whole bag of it with some garlic powder and some salt, throw that on the side. So there are a lot of ways to make, you know, easy, delicious meals. And, and, and again, when you don't want to have, like have a balance of those things in the house, have a lot of stuff that's frozen that you can just warm up, um, along with the fresh stuff, the fresh stuff will end up either going bad unless you eat it. And then you can have some of those other things like the soups, um, the nuts, uh, things like that, that can, you know, if you run out of your fresh vegetables, you have those as backups. So that's, that's very similar to like what we used to tell our weight loss clients. Um, Aileen has a challenge because she just had a baby and, you know, having a baby from what I hear a lot of times does change your taste buds and what is good to you. And she does, she's completely lost her taste for leftovers. I love leftovers. So, I mean, (laughs) I'll eat, if it's there, I'll try to eat it. Even if it's been there for a week, I know that's probably gross to some of you out there, but I, I love leftovers. Um, my dad hated them. My dad would never, ever, ever eat a leftover. My sister's kind of the same way. She's not a huge leftover person. Um, but luckily I am. So that, so that does help if you are, you know, if you're, if you meal prep and you're fine with leftovers, you're good. But if you don't like leftovers, that is definitely challenging. Um, so so then, um, you know, Aileen and, and the RDs are like, look, people are lazy. People are naturally going to be lazy. And I know I'm lazy sometimes about cooking. So that's, again, why you want to have something that can be easily warmed up. Um, and so, you know, she asked, like, since we all are lazy, like, what are the common themes that, that, are, that you see from people that are coming into your office? And, and what they said in return was that, you know, everyone is looking for that holy grail where they'll, they're able to get to the weight they want to be and stay there, but something that works for them. You know, they want to, if they want to look like JLo, but they don't have the JLo dollars, you know, they have to be aware of that and also aware of your own limitations. You know, some people that are trying to do the whole 30, they might just be completely miserable and, you know, trying to find something that has more balance is going to be and work for the individual much better than trying to stick to this regimented routine that's not for you. Um, 
and and fi- just finding a healthy routine that 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 works for you where you don't skip meals um because that again and I saw this too in the weight loss industry where people that skip the meals are often losing control and that's where you know not eating enough through the day is a larger problem than people that are overeating throughout their day um I've seen that time and again I've heard trainers talk about it on other podcasts you know here these registered dietitians are talking about it um you know it's it's very common and 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 I get the same way if I've not taken the time to eat throughout the day I just want to eat something crappy and and something that's fried and again you're not supposed to refer to things as crappy but you know something that's not um you know not nutritionally balanced and that is deep fried and <clears throat> covered with a gravy or something. I mean, that's, that's what you want to go for. So <clears throat> taking time to eat throughout the day, keeping your blood sugar regulated, um, that's going to be the trick to success. And, and then they talk about, again, something that I have no experience with, <clears throat> which is, excuse me, the plight of the mother. And look, all of these ladies on this podcast, I bow down to you. I am not a mother. I cannot imagine how hard it is to feed a family and also try to feed yourself I, and, and stay in a very regimented routine. Um, I think it's smart for the moms out there that feed their kids the same things that they're eating. You know, I've seen parents and again, no judgment, but there's a lot of families that just give their kids chicken nuggets and that's all they grow up eating. And that's what they continue to eat for the rest of their lives. Um, you know, to, to, you know, Aileen was talking about giving her child avocado for the first time and beet puree. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you do end up eating a lot of your own kids' foods and, and, you know, but what I want to say here is I give moms a lot of credit. I, it's, it's the hardest job in the world. I cannot imagine. So they, they ended the, uh, this set this episode and I was going to try to do back to back, but it looks like I'm going a little long here on this review. So I'll finish up here with, uh, Aileen asked, uh, it's a diet starts tomorrow confession. What is a food that you, that most people love that you hate? Uh, Vanessa said sweet potato. She said, no matter how it's cooked, I hate it. Um, I personally love sweet potato. I love sweet potato fries. I love, I love all things sweet potato, especially the miso sweet potato from Flower Child. Mm-mm-mm, so good. Tamara said kale. I would have to agree. Like I've only had one delicious kale salad, and that's in this place in Santa Monica uh, called the Misfit. They do have a freaking delicious uh, kale salad, uh, but that's the only time I've ever enjoyed kale, unless it's like you know blended up in a smoothie, and I can't tell it's kale. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm with her. I hate kale too. <clears throat> Aileen hated crepe crab cakes, which I love crab cakes. So, uh, mine is cauliflower. I am not a cauliflower fan. They try to make cauliflower rice. They put cauliflower in this. They put cauliflower pizza. It's gross. It's cauliflower has a terrible texture in general. It's like, God, it's, it's almost like plastic and it's, it's, it's not good. Uh, the, I've had one good cauliflower dish and this was like a Buffalo cauliflower that was of course, deep fried and breaded and put in a Buffalo sauce. And so, yeah, that tasted good. Um, but that's where I draw the line. So 
That was my review of Diet Starts Tomorrow uh, with the two registered registered dietitians from Kulina Health. Uh, so check them out. Uh, I am following them on Instagram myself. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends. Make it your Instagram story. Um, but yeah, check out Diet Starts Tomorrow. Uh, we'll probably do the next episode as a follow-up to this episode. Uh, I might post it at a later time, but I do have a review of the second episode that featured these dietitians. So we'll see if I lump that into another one. But, um, but yeah, so stay tuned for future great episodes. And in the meantime, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.